0: This divisional round FFPC edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. for boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Time today, bet one hundred, get one hundred at SportsGamblingPodcast dot com slash WinBet. That's dot slash State restrictions apply.
1: Hey, this is Pac-Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride.
0: To the sports gambling podcast, from am Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks Ryan Real Money Kramer. What's happening, Cram?
1: Dog. It's some deja vu, Sean. I like it, like, almost like I've been here. Maybe it was 2008. Maybe it was 2012. Or maybe <laughs> it was a couple minutes ago. I don't know.
0: Yes. Uh, If you're watching live, unfortunately, we got a power surge. Shout out to the uh, California Power Grid. And uh, knocked out everything, tried to recover it, realized, hey, let's just restart the show. We got.
1: Source was Colby going (laughs) Colby was on a deep dive (laughs) looking at too much standard deaf football on God's eyes. Colby
0: editing together the XFL (laughs) theme song is probably what broke our grid here. This is the
1: XFL.
0: Yes, and unfortunately, XFL not happening for a couple of weeks. You'll mm. just have to settle for the NFL. That's right. National Football League. You're looking to bet on the National Football League. Go to slash win bet. Bet big, win bigger. Bet a hundred, get a hundred. State restrictions apply. And for a limited time between now and January 18th, you can win a trip. To the big game party. That's right. You can win a trip to the Win Las Vegas. Check out their big game party. All you got to do is put in a hundred dollar bet. If you put in a hundred dollar parlay, you get two entries, two nights stay at the Win, tickets for two to the big game celebration on Sunday, February twelfth, twenty twenty three, and a thousand dollar free bet. If you're on the fence and you weren't already doing it. Oh, and I'm just reading this now. If a patron wagers a total of hundred dollars on one or more qualifying parlays and a hundred dollars on one or more qualifying straight wagers, you get three entries. Sports Gambling slash W I N N B E T over our subjects change from these conditions at WinBet. Come up to 21 or older. and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. You're somebody you knows a gambling problem? Call one 4700. Joining us live on the line. You know him from the SGPN fantasy football show, Mr. Andrew Rob. What's up, Andrew? What's
2: going on, fellas? You know what they say. The show's so nice, we do it twice. So there here we go. are, back at mm. it again.
0: 2.0 and uh well worth worth bringing up on the 1.0. Ryan had mentioned that uh oh, unlike unlike in college football, the NFL, we don't really root for the other teams oh. in the division, of course. Eagles giants and the Cowboys are all uh, in the mix for the final four. And it w- it's, it's going to be crazy. I, I did see a tweet that said giants one game away for the NFC Dallas one game away from uh, an NFC championship Eagles, one game away from the NFC championship commanders eight pending lawsuits. So Andrew, although it looks like I, and I broke news. I broke news. Josh Harris, I think is the leader in the clubhouse and you said he's a, uh, he's a DC local, right?
2: Yeah. DC native uh, grew up there. So I believe he's a fan. They didn't actually say that, but I, you know, read between the lines as to why he wants to buy the team. So <laughs> as a fan, it's cool. If another fan wants to buy it, at least I know he will probably do right by the organization, not just look at the dollars and cents and keep two books, you know, fake, you know, one of, with, with, with the real cash, one with the fake cash in <laughs> it, you know, he'll, he'll actually want to go out there and uh, put together a good team. So as a fan, that's probably a pretty good uh, option for
1: us as an owner. And uh, I mean, anytime you got a, an owner, that's a fan. You can't say that about the 31 other owners today. Can you Some are fans. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying to have a guy who, who w- grew up as a fan was yeah. a fan well, bought uh, the team. Unfortunately,
0: the, Daniel Snyder also grew up a fan. That's fair.
1: <laughs> well, yeah,
0: <laughs> didn't. I, I don't know if he's still a fan. We'll let's, see.
1: Let's start for a third time,
0: but he, Hey, he, he was a Redskins fan, not a commander's fan. Oh, that's uh, a good point. YouTube chat is lit. Uh, always fresh. Never soggy saying uh, Cowboys get one win and all hell breaks out in the SGPN studios making bacon, <laughs> bacon is saying that it was Ryan mentioning. He had a cowboy in uh, <laughs> one of his lineups. Ryan was doing some lineup lineups. <laughs> I'm sitting my lineup uh, best lineup of the regular FFPC I gave out sitting at one forty six point one, but again, Hertz still needs to go, Kelsey still needs to go, and then well, Kittle I feel pretty good about being still being the higher in score. Although we'll talk in the divisional round, I, I maybe Debo is the play. I don't know if you look at the matchups moving forward, kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I mean you mentioned it. You're, you're sitting right there uh, in the middle of the pack as I've said repeatedly, you don't want to look at the leaderboard before mm-hmm. next weekend when we're down to four teams. But since we are looking at the leaderboard, uh, the lineup I gave out on the show, uh, 145.25 points good for 6,500th place. Not very good, uh, but we know it does have Dan Jones. Cause we, so we can get different in a hurry. If we keep out scoring Saquon yes. Barkley and my top lineup, Sean, sits at 198.15, 118th place, Joe Burrow. Let's go. Burr. Joe. Burr. Yeah. America's team, aka the Bills. <laughs> up next. All right. What's in what do you got, Oh Andrew? yeah,
0: Andrew. What's your what's your best uh what's your best uh lineup?
2: Yeah, so the one I gave out on the show currently sitting at 157 the top team I currently have sitting at 176. So we're we're hanging in there. Not bad.
1: Let's go. Let's
0: go. Let's get to it, uh, Ryan. Any I, I I like the idea of this one because it's eight teams eight spots
1: no kicker defense
0: i did i None did that bullshit. I, I reached out to ffpc i said is there any way i can just not play uh, a roster spot i know it's probably not a plus ev strategy but part of me would rather take a zero than have a guy than have a dallas cowboy on my team it,
1: it would be fun to have like to have an element where it's like you cannot play a cowboy for example yeah but then you have to, you have to, like, let's just say there's some rule about what the second player that you can pick from a team looks like. Hmm. Like, non, you know, may, maybe you can't if you have a quarterback, you can't pick a second player. But, may, you know, may, I don't. Or know. you have
0: to play the kicker from that team. As See well.
1: what we're doing? We're making it too complicated.
0: Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> it is nice and simple. Eight spots, <laughs> eight players. Ryan. Uh, pick uh, explain why you're taking Daniel Jones, well, which I assume his, you're taking I, Daniel Jones. You know Jones.
1: the social team put him on the graphic, and I felt like obliged. I had to do it. I uh, he had he's he's coming off the, the best stretch in his career. He's playing. Uh, I think they call it ball. Dable's dialing up the offense. Dable and Kafka, and and they're willing to run him. And I think we were so fast to talk about our rushing floors all preseason best ball. I, I don't know. It's the same kind of angle here. You also have, Hey, let me get contrarian from the get go. So I don't have to do as much I, work I, on my I, parlay later. I think he'll still be. So I got the, so uh, shout out to the power outage, but I was able to grab the, like the projections, So we can do a little of like what ownership okay, might look yeah. like. So Dan, uh, Dan Jones is only projected to score more points than Trevor Lawrence. Um, to put it in perspective, 1.3 expected games for. I'm using, uh, of course, established to run. Uh, Trevor Lawrence 1.3, Never. Trevor Lawrence 1.3, Daniel Jones 1.4, Dak Prescott 1.8, Joe Burrow 1.7. Um, so again, just implied probability based on the odds. Blah blah blah. I think that's why you're going to see Dan Jones fall. Now you could make the argument, perhaps he gets to be a chalkier ver- person on his own team. He, maybe he steals some of that two to one ownership away from Barkley. But even then, Sean, think about the, think about it like DFS cash, right? Like you're, you're putting yourself at a deficit in a premium position where you could have Mahomes, hurts Allen. Like, honestly, I think, and I'm curious what Andrew thinks. I think the cute way to play the divisional round and not be a Homer with Dan Jones could actually be Brock, like Brock Purdy will be the least owned of the team's favorite this weekend. And he, mm. he had a pretty good uh, day. Fantasy wise. Oh my God. I mean, he was amazing. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Kyle Shanahan's I, a guy. I,
0: and I think you can pass on this Cowboys defense. Anyway. So interesting play there. But yeah.
1: So to your point, based on this, uh, this would tell me that he's going to be seventh owned out of eight quarterbacks. Hmm. All
2: hey. right. Uh, I, I did read a stat. Uh, the giants actually are uh, from their average pass rate over expectation throughout the year uh, were the highest ranked team in the wild card for pass rate over expectation. So they went from minus 4% average through the year to 9% this week, which is a huge leap, you know, way, way more than any other team this last division. So I, I think that that really helps him. And honestly, I think he could potentially be a lot closer to Barkley's ownership than than we think, you know, in this yeah, round. Maybe. Because I mean, I mean, look at what he just did. I mean, he he just balled out on the ground, and honestly, I think if they're going to beat the Eagles, that he will have to run the ball. So I I think it might be a little closer than we anticipate it being.
1: It's the uh, trip game revenge spot. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for this week, Sean. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, you I'm are ready. too.
2: I am one percent. Lasers are focused.
0: Ready. I love the Giants fans talking shit. Oh, we almost beat you with
1: Davis Webb. Talking shit. Oh yeah. Just speaking. You don't think Giants
0: fans are talking shit?
1: Oh, what have I told you? A lot of Giants fans coming out of the world. They really are. I'm not claiming them. I'm not claiming them. Cockroaches. But they're also not citing the Twin Towers going down either, like scumbag (laughs) Eagles fans.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that. I you're making up shit now, right, Andrew? I'm interested. What, What did you go with for your quarterback?
2: So again, I, I really think, you know, because this team didn't play this week that people didn't really get a chance to get off of their high horse with Travis Kelsey. And I, and I went with Patrick Mahomes again, I just, I think he's going to make it to the Super Bowl. I think that having those double points with the quarterback and and again, you know, I, I think that's very valuable, but I just really think that if they're going to. Win it all. It's going to be on the back of Patrick Mahomes. I think Kelsey will be involved, but I still think people. I mean, I think we said it was two to one on the last show what we thought it would be. I think it was he was picked seventy four percent of the time, uh, Travis Kelsey. So again, I because they didn't play, I don't think that that's really going to change in this round. So I went Patrick Mahomes and tried to be a little contrarian at the top already.
1: And you're not having to eat that disadvantage uh, this this go around either, which. You know, I feel like psychologically people have a hard time with the quarterback version of that versus being able to grab Kelsey. So maybe that brings the ownership closer. But I like your angle. Like they didn't play. Eagles didn't play as well. Oh. I'm going
0: with my dog, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it's going to put the team on his back. Um, he's Is real, he healthy
1: to do that? Yeah, he's okay. not on
0: the injury report. Right. I don't know if you follow the league, but Who not listed on those the injury things? report. Lane Johnson also not on the. Uh, oh, that's good. I mean, Lane Johnson's good to go. I think they're going to be able to push around this giants defense. Obviously they have a lot of issues with their linebackers. I mean, miles Sanders had a huge game previously against them. You can make a case Dallas Goddard uh, might be an interesting play, but I'm just going to go with Jalen hurts. I like them to move on. I like them to make a run and Again, Jalen Hurts wins games, keeps you alive, and he's not afraid uh to get the QB stinks for the touchdowns as well. And he's he
1: did it with his arm. As, so, and I like the matchup at home against the Giants. Give me Jalen Hurts. Fun fact: Jalen Hurts is actually the only quarterback remaining in the postseason without a postseason win. So you're saying he's two? I was just saying you. He said he wins games. I just wanted to <laughs> make does. sure we cleared that up. He's <laughs> the only quarterback in the postseason remaining yes, he didn't. who's never won a postseason game.
0: He didn't win his first uh, postseason appearance. Uh, It was his first year as a starter. He's improved tremendously. He's played at an elite level, and he's going to kick your fucking ass. So let's go.
1: I like it. Travis Etienne, Jacksonville Jaguar. I also took him. Yeah. I'd be curious if, if uh, we have a no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I actually went back and looked I w uh, with all my first uh, FFPC challenge lineups. I had a lot of, a lot more Evan Ingram than I had anticipated. It felt like I was taking ETN a lot, but I ended up having more Ingram. So uh, for that reason, and for the fact that boy, this is a juicy matchup uh, against the chiefs team. And if they're honestly, if they're going to win, he's going to have to do more than he did last time, go around against the Chargers so. Uh, give me Travis Etienne. I think they could have some fun stuff dialed up for him.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think he's going to be a big part of this game. And at the Kansas City defense has a lot of holes. I I think if you're, I think he could have a a very nice game. Uh, with I'm with you, Ryan. Like I I, th- there's not a ton of physicality on that Chiefs defense, and I, I don't know if it's going to come in the air or on the ground. But I think the Jags are going to be able to move the ball. It's just going to be how many. How many points can the Chiefs put up? Are they looking ahead towards that potential neutral site game? I, I I think they could be a little bit distracted. And again, Jags playing with house money. You got the interesting Doug P uh, matchup versus Andy Reid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I like the spot here for Travis Etienne. I mean, if you were to play a receiver, Ryan, in one of your ten different lineups, who are you putting okay. at who? Which Jags receiver are you just keeping it straightforward and playing Christian Kirk?
1: Uh, I. Yeah, I mean, I I would probably rank the 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 me liking guys. It goes, Etienne and Ingram still at near the top, and then down a notch, and and I'd probably say Kirk. I I don't know what it is about Zay Jones. And uh, uh, Trevor
0: uh, Travis Etienne. It'll be interesting to see if it impacts his ownership. Didn't have a massive game last time against the Chiefs. He was 11 for 45. Uh, did have three targets, three catches for 28. I, Christian Kirk had the massive game. He had nine for one Oh five and two touchdowns. Zay Jones eight for 68. So I, I don't know. There's, there's some interesting angles on here, but again, I think if they get the win, they, they have to do it with Travis Etienne in my mind. So uh, I, I like ETN.
2: Andrew. Andrew, what
0: about you first running back?
2: So I just ate the the chalk here and went Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I I believe, you know, since they played, I I mean, Purdy looked awesome. I think that that's going to level up his ownership a little bit. Uh, Kittle didn't look that great, but I I went through my other teams that I did, you know, before this week, and I have a lot of George Kittle. So I wanted to middle myself a little bit here and go with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Again, I, I think that what we just saw, and again, McCaffrey was really great, but I think what we just saw might pull his ownership down just a little bit and, you know, in favor of Purdy's. So I still think he's the chalk play on San Francisco, but I think it's a good time to take him now in, in this round of the FFPC playoff challenge, as opposed to the first one. Cause I think the first one's where, you know, majority of people picked him. So um, he's game script dependent. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing, he's going to be in there. Um, yeah. So I ate the chalk here and won uh, old CMC. It it, it does
1: kill me when, when you see like Mitchell got stuff, got stuff and McCaffrey still got home. It's like, all right. right, I guess, (laughs) I guess it's, it's being cute to think Elijah Mitchell is going to be a problem there. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah. Elijah Mitchell is probably where the cute stuff
1: starts. No, no. But I'm just saying like the fact that Mitchell scored a touchdown. Yeah. McCaffrey still had a huge day. It's like, all right, well, fuck.
0: What, who's your second running back, Ryan?
1: Uh So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I told you how I thought burrow could be like a sneaky play. Um, I want to definitely position myself where Bengals advancing doesn't crush me. Cause I, I, I will say, I know there's the offensive line concern of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the bigger story is just, and I highlighted this in the preview, Baltimore just shut the Baltimore played them well three times this year and they were a different team. So I'm going to go Joe Mixon here. Mm. Uh between the stuff he was getting in the past game and, and what this could look you, like with maybe some quicker work with the offensive line woes and also just a, a want to establish that run. Um yeah, so I I wanted to put myself in a I'm playing two running backs out of the AFC here, but uh maybe two that I think could end up losing this weekend, but I wanted to you know, give myself a shot. And I think Joe Mixon could have a big game regardless. And I think people are probably gonna come in thinking like, hey, Miami just really got shut down on the ground and blah, blah, blah. Not real, you know, third string quarterback and also Joe Mixon. Again, I, I'm I'll be very curious to see where the ownership lies with this one. I you know, Chase being the the dominant one makes sense. But I think Mixon will be up there too, as will as will Burrow potentially. If people can look past this weird line.
0: What do you mean, weird? Oh, the offensive
1: line. <laughs> no, no, no. The the spread. Like, oh,
0: okay. I thought you were talking about the Bengals' offensive line being
1: Buffalo. Cincinnati is going to be the pros versus Joe's game of the week, I think. Really? And
0: who do you think? How do you think that breaks?
1: Uh, I think the I think the pros will be on Cincinnati. I think the think the Team America will have a Buffalo
0: again. Yeah, that should
1: be like three and a half, not five, right? Yeah, I I think five's too much.
0: I I guess it depends. I want to dive in a little bit more on the O line injury. Um, but it's not like the bills had an insane pass rush. I mean, Miami's offensive line was banged up and Skylar Thompson had enough time to throw made some good throws. I mean, if waddle doesn't drop a couple if Tyreek doesn't drop his, maybe they, maybe they end up sneaking that out. They, that to me could have ended up being a kind of a completely different game uh, for me. I'm going second running back this is where I get a little contrarian. Give me uh, Jerick McKinnon going up against the Jags. We talked about him. It's leverage off of Mahomes and Kelsey, who I still think. Um, although I don't know, maybe he ends up getting more owned than uh, Mahomes. It's kind of an interesting question there. Doesn't isn't involved in the running game a ton, but he's clearly involved in the passing game, and he's got an insane streak of receiving touchdowns. It's uh, six games in a row with eight receiving touchdowns, uh, nine total touchdowns. In something like this, I could definitely see Andy Reid scheming up a, a ton of stuff for Jerick McKinnon and Austin Eckler. I thought had a really good game. I, I would say they even underused him at times. It's like they against, about against him. the Jags defense. Yeah, I think they should have used him more um, than they did. So I I like Jerick Eat. McKinnon in this spot
2: do you think we should be at all concerned that CEH is designated to return tomorrow? And they said that he's going to immediately start practicing, not saying he's going to get in there, but you know, could they turn this whole damn thing to a three headed monster?
1: I You know, I saw that, but it just, not that I have McKinnon here, but I'm definitely holding some McKinnon shares. I, I, I would, I think McKinnon just gives them. maybe that's Pacheco. Maybe we worry about Isaiah Pacheco for that. Yeah. I, I just think Jarek McKinnon gives them another dimension. He, we saw it last postseason. It took them a little while this year to roll it out in the regular season, but he just gives them a different dimension. The pass catching, like the explosiveness, he's the guy that we were drafting at the end of the first round or at the end of the second round, like five years ago when he was on San Francisco and he signed that big contract. So
0: ZD Mills uh, had a good question in the chat, Ryan. He wants to know what positions mm, are you trying to punt? Essentially, I'm not really
1: thinking about that anymore. I don't. Yeah, th- ooh,
0: ooh. It, it, it's tough because the running backs, maybe you would think to punt, but again, like I'm going with, yeah, I, I don't know. You don't no, really I, have the, the I mean,
1: ability to, punt. I do like a one game running back because I, I, I it's sometimes a little easier yes. to predict the, 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 the workload and a higher floor. So like the, the idea behind ETN and Mixon, for example, is like, I'm pretty confident they're going to get a, a heavy workload, no matter how the game goes. And so, you know, cause then again, like I'm going to use the DK Metcalf reference. Like, no one thought Seattle was going to win, but if you have DK in your lineup with his 30 whatever points, you yeah. did the right thing. And so I think with with the volume expectations of the running backs, maybe that's you know to your point, maybe it's a soft pump, but I, I don't think you think about that. The only position you think about that is with the quarterback and I still think you want to make sure that your your version of the bracket lines up for your quarterback to make the Super Bowl.
0: Well r- do you want to reevaluate your quarterback position then? Oh
1: no, no we. <laughs> As you know, Sean, I have pieces of paper that are going to be worth a lot of money.
2: Oh, look at and, you,
0: big dog! All right, Andrew. Ah, what?
1: what big dog.
0: What is your? Uh, what's your second? Did we get your second running back?
2: No, uh, and here comes my disgusting act of the lineup. Oh, uh, it's no, Tony no. Pope. That is uh, a disgusting <laughs> act.
1: He's so much you know, better. I, I,
2: I wanted to watch last night's game to see. What they did with the running backs, um, I mean, it just reconfirmed to me that Zeke sucks. Pollard's definitely their better running back. I obviously think they're going to be losing this game against the Niners, and I think a lot of people saw that Schultz performance last night and immediately put Schultz in this lineup, right? Like I, I wanted to fade that because I have Schultz from the previous round uh, already in a bunch of lineups, so wanted to fade that. Uh, you know, the recency bias there. And again, Cowboys fans, you know, if they're in here, they're going to be probably throwing Dak in there, believing that you know, oh. that they're going to win this game. So I, I think Pollard Pollard actually might be a lower own than we think player. So I wanted to stick him in here. Uh, and again, I, I think he can probably catch three or four balls this week. Um, I don't think they're going to establish the run a whole lot against the Niners. So I do think he's going to be in there a majority of the time, you know, um, backing up Dak. So this is kind of where I got a little contrarian with the Cowboys. Um, but again, I don't feel good about any of them. They suck. <laughs> mm.
0: You know what? I, you're talking me into because I was going back and forth with Pollard, I'm actually you gonna, like
1: it because it also is a way to to make fun of the Cowboys. Yeah. it's like the only it's a leverage point because it's like, how, this guy's so much better than Zeke, and yet <laughs> here we go, <laughs> rolling Zeke out in the wheelbarrow so he can eat. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Sean. Yeah,
0: no, so I'm gonna pull out um, Travis Etienne and put in Tony Pollard. Uh, Andrew made a good case. I mean, I still like Travis Etienne. Don't get me wrong, but then that allows me to play. Um, Did you have Schultz? Yeah, Well, I kept going back and forth. I was like, do I go cute and go Gallup D- who I think is kind of interesting uh, CD lamb. You can obviously make a case. He's going to be the chalk. And then I was like, oh, maybe I punt on Schultz. But then to your point, I think he's going to be so heavily owned because he had two touchdowns and looked really good in that game. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and reverse it. So yeah, put uh Tony Pollard in as my running back Kramer. What do you got for your first receiver?
1: let's just get out of the way. I, I CD lamb. I, I mean, you throw a dart. Who's that gonna ha- is a disgusting. Act. Who's going to have the most point? Who's going to have the most points against a team like the 49ers Who are oh, they? Gonna, struggle
0: with the receivers. Yeah, they're
1: they're also going to stop the run. So we don't have to say it's much more. C. D. Lamb coming off a measly six target game.
0: But I think yeah, to that point, I do think they could get Tony Pollard in the passing game, and that's
1: kind of where it gets interesting. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Please.
0: I'm taking Richie James, uh, Gross uh, to play him against so the Eagles. That's, it's a good
2: matchup for him this week though.
0: No, I mean Avante Maddox Maddox uh, still looks like he won't be back for this game. So I think if the Eagles do have a weakness defensively, it's in that slot position, the slot, how's the slot. It's not doing great. Lenny. Cause you know, we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, there's a chance they move CJ GJ over there and play Reed Blankenship uh, at the safety spot, which I would be a, in fan of, but Josiah Scott's out there. I Is think
1: Blankenship, that, the kid who won the tryout
0: yeah, he's okay. the he's Mr. Invincible. Nice. <laughs> he's uh, he's undrafted rookie, white safety. Got a room for a guy like that. I think to your point though, I mean Josiah Scott is probably the biggest liability on the Eagles' defense right now. So give me Richie James there. I guess maybe you could say it's cute instead. Said, uh, said maybe take Barkley. But I think full point PPR. Can I, can
1: I? Well, I I will say, and I I'll have this data for the live shows in Vegas, Sean. I do think Darius Slayton has done decently against uh Darius Slay. Funny enough. Should I go Darius Slayton? He would be the big play. I mean, Richie James isn't going to catch anything more than 10 to 15 yards. Slayton is the guy who has the, you know, the speed.
0: But I don't think you'll get any. Yeah, I'm I'll stick with Richie James. Very contrarian. My
1: expectation is Slay on Slayton. Yeah. Hodgins on Bradbury. Slay on the kid who won the tryout.
0: Well, no, Reed Blankenship <laughs> wouldn't be okay. I, I hope they play CJ GJ, um, because he's leading the you know, he was racking up a ton of interceptions. I think he, I think that is their better uh formation until they get Avante Maddox back. But uh, really, uh, so Maddox isn't going to be back. Uh, he was he was cleared to practice. I'm guessing it's going to be next week if they move on. When they move on. I don't want to, uh, you. You,
1: you hear that slip, Andrew. He said, uh, <laughs> if they move on, Well, you know, He's you, nervous. I'm not
0: going to, th- I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> spit in the face of the gambling gods. Andrew, what do you got uh, for
2: your first receiver? Man, we might all pick different giants for wide receivers, oh, but I, I like take the man that has built a, uh, built a, what do you want to say? A, uh, a, a known commodity fact here that uh, he catches everything thrown to him. And I went with Hodgins I mean this dude just had another good game it's game after game after game that he just continues to catch everything coming his way he looks good it he looks confident i know it sounds weird to say that but like when i watched that game when he called the ball like he looked like he's like yeah damn right i catch that ball like he just looks like a dog out there so i'm gonna take hodgins and uh you know i i really think that you know you can make a case for any of them to have a good game this week but i think I'm, I'm going to roll with the man that catches everything coming his way. I, I Even though I do like Richie James, I like the the, the, the matchup there, um, you know, with the uncertainty. So I, I was flipping between that and, and Hodgins. Um, I definitely don't want to play Barkley because, again, I think everyone's going to be on Barkley or Dan Jones. I, I think it's going to be hard for anybody to really talk themselves into doing the Giants wide receivers. But then again, as I read earlier, they have really ramped up their pass rate over expectation. So if they do that again, where they throw the ball a shit ton, uh, a wide receiver is definitely going to be the play here outside of Dan Jones. So I, I'll take Hodgins in hopes that uh, you know, he just continues to catch everything. Some
1: now, of that could be the that the Vikings were dog shit against the pass. and, could and be. they have good coaches and they know to attack what what you should attack. Also worth noting, Hodgins signed on November 4th. Barely been on the team. So that chemistry is impressive. And the last thing I'll say, because most people probably didn't see this, but his ankle. Before the game, like uh, he he heard it last week in practice, leading up to the game, it was all sorts of purple. And then he went out and did that on Patrick Peterson. One caveat: James Bradbury slightly better than Patrick Peterson, and that's what concerns me about this hey, matchup.
0: Well, you're dealing with that ankle injury on a short week, um, but he's a, a dog with a decent amount of trust. He's a
1: dog. There's a right. dog in him.
0: Ryan, who's your second receiver?
1: But which, by the way, the 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 fact that there's these three receivers that you're not really sure which guy is going to go off does remind me a little of this time. They had Mario Manningham, Hakeem, Nix and Victor Cruz, the salsa guy. And How's I picked Hakeem Nix and he took me all the way to a top 20 FFPC playoff challenge. Finish love. I love the, love the play. Both of you guys. Great receiver picks my second re- Wait, I'm I've given out a receiver already. So we're on receiver two. Yep. You've given out a receiver. I've get yeah. Receiver two. Uh, I think what happened in Buffalo is going to keep Diggs his ownership down this week. I considered getting cute here with James cook or Singletary. Uh, I, d- I didn't though because I, I watched a Baltimore's Ravens team that very limited what the quarterback can do. And yet these dudes were wide fucking open over and over and over again. And so I love that Davis got involved. I love that uh, Beasley got involved. I love that Knox got a touchdown. All these guys were scoring. So it's maybe going to scatter some ownership around, but give me digs. I'll eat some eat some secondary chalk here.
0: All right. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows what the He's very involved.
1: He's yeah. the, he's clearly a leader on the team and he clearly has his voice when he says get me the ball it seems to work.
0: I also have Stefan Diggs. I Got mean, it. he's he's a tough guy to to fade. I mean, I think it's either Allen or Diggs. Maybe maybe go Gabe Davis, but I don't know, man. Just like walk me through the formula that he has the most Points to me, it just feels pretty thin. I, I would well, I rather I, take Dawson Knox, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're asking me over a one game sample, I think it's a little bit more fun to have the conversation. I think I'm kind of still leaning into the idea that this is a three game sample. And so over a three game sample, I think obviously, dig it's and really it's a Got to think about this because the Super Bowl is worth two. It's really a four-game sample. So over that, do you think Diggs will end up with the most points on the team? I think there's a pretty good chance, even though it's chalky.
0: Yeah, even and even if they just have a one-game sample, I still like mm. I still like him to have the most. But
1: to me, that's that's the area where you can at least like that's where you get fun with punting. If you think it's going to be a one-game thing, a little bit more variance.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to talk myself out of Diggs. I'm I got, got weird other places. What are you doing, uh, Andrew?
2: make it three for three oh, okay, digs. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys just literally made, you know, the, the, the case right there. I mean, there's just so many ways that this could not go uh, in, in favor of digs. You know, I, I do think, you know, obviously last year we saw Gabe Davis four touchdowns in the postseason. Could that happen again? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, it's possible. The, 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 bills are one of the teams that can really just throw it around to whoever they have good, you know, wide receivers, they have good tight end play. So I do think that it can go to anybody. But Diggs has the best case out of any of these guys. I I did toy with Knox for a little bit, but again, like I think his option, his opportunities will be limited. He might score a touchdown, you know, once a game, but honestly, like he he's, he's really only going to get maybe four or five targets a game, unless they're really behind. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen. So if you want to get really contrarian with the bills though, I think the running backs are interesting. I would go James cook. You know, if anybody is considering doing that, I don't think I'd lean Singletary because he's not going to catch a lot of balls. James cooks is that guy. So that's the way I think that you get really contrarian with the bills. But I mean, honestly, yeah, you can just keep talking yourself around in a circle, but it always leads back to Diggs. Diggs is just the best. Play outside of Allen on this team.
1: So I'm, I'm my burrow lineup has Cook in it because I'm obviously playing the Bengals to win that game, and so that's that was my angle there is like yep. you know, pl- get contrarian with hmm. Cook there. Yeah. Um. All right, wide receiver three. Yeah. Or uh, fle- sorry, flex, flex one.
0: Flex. Or no, I didn't. Uh, yeah. So my, I don't think I ever gave out my second receiver. Cause that was technically my flex. Oh wow. I'm going Debo Samuel. Now I know he's coming off a massive game yep. and everyone's going to say, oh, he's going to catch a ton of ownership. The fact that you have Christian McCaffrey will keep his ownership down and I test just watching that dude. I'm like, holy shit. This dude wants, he doesn't want to be tackled. He's not going to go down easily.
1: So glad I drafted him a ton in the underdog stuff before people were like, Hmm. And here's the other thing too. And I,
0: I was not, I obviously regret not having uh, more shares of him in the underdog format. Cause I, I thought that ankle injury, again, you read these stupid doctors and they're like, oh yeah, he's not going to play again. So you're like, uh, well, I'm not going to draft him. A doctor said he's not going to play. Meanwhile, yeah, what, what, what doctor knows that's coming. Cause that was just an insane performance. And this is why I love Debo Samuel this week. I mean, again, it's probably chalky cause he's coming off a of massive game, but the crazy rest disparity that the Cowboys are already bitching about and the travel. Like, so you're.
1: What, what's so crazy about
0: it? Well, it's. I mean, they're playing a game on. I I guess. I haven't
1: heard the Giants bitch about anything. Eagles uh, didn't even play a game and they yeah. got to play on Saturday.
0: Well, the Eagles earned a bye route. No, no,
1: but they're playing on the Saturday. They played on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so whatever. I'm the, just, the if cow- anyone's going to fucking complain, not the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. And, and Cowboys, whatever. So they played the game Monday on the East Coast. Then they got to fly all the way to the West Coast and you still get 6 days rest. But I'm saying I think I think they're going to be not really interested in tackling. And I think oh, that wow. plays into the hands of Debo Samuel.
1: D- well, Sean, do you know what Debo did last Who year? Who would you rather tackle? Christian do you know McCaffrey what, or Debo? What did you know what Debo did in the last game versus the Cowboys? Last year in the playoffs when this this oh, game yeah. happened, do you remember that? Great point. Oh, three targets, three catches, 38 yards, but 10 carries for yeah. 72 yards and a touchdown. They're gonna
0: get him the ball. So again, it's it's chalky, but I don't think it'll even be that chalky. Like Andrew, if you had to guess, what do you think the split would be on the San Francisco ownership? Let's project maybe 10 percent people taking um, Cook, or sorry, taking Brock Purdy, and then like, what how would you have the 90 percent split uh, between McCaffrey and Debo?
2: Uh, I, I honestly think party might be closer to 20%. Again, okay. like that performance that, that we just yeah. saw was, was fantastic.
0: And sorry, real quick, if you're projecting the 49ers to make it to the super bowl and win it, like everyone, every JL on Twitter is, is saying is going to happen. I, then I think that even raises his ownership, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's stick with the 10% though. I, I think out of the rest of the 90 McCaffrey's probably a good 65 of that. You know, Kittle's maybe 15. And then Debo's probably close to, to Kittle. You know, I, I think that it's it's going to be McCaffrey and then some sort of, you know, Purdy, Kittle, and Debo all pretty close to each other outside of that. You know, it. I don't think there's going to be one that really... Gets ahead in second place for ownership for this team, Um, so I think CMC again is is out there. But in in you know specifically for this round, I do think it's going to be a little closer based off of the bias that we just saw. You know, Kittle wasn't very good. Purdy was really good. Debo is really good. So I think it's going to drop Kittle back. And um, you know, he he's an interesting contrarian play this week as well. You know, it, it it completely flip flopped from the first contest to this one.
1: I I think if you look at projections, they're probably right next to each other. So, yeah, you're probably right to think that. I will say you do have to play a tight end. And if you just game theory Oh, yeah, this, I didn't
0: even include Kittle. You're right.
1: If you game theory this, like if you don't play Kelsey, which we know a lot of people will play Kelsey, but if you're not playing Kelsey, you're either playing Kittle or you're kind of getting cute. Yeah. Schultz, maybe. So I, I yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, I think people could play Kittle out of necessity. I'm also on Debo. And it's and this is purely just a me being right play. We discussed this before the playoffs started. Any <laughs> more of those plays. He yeah, just looked just fucking. I'm right. He just looked fucking angry. Yeah. He looked mad. He's back to that. And guess, that's an eye test. And then. guess what, Sean? The Dallas Cowboys, because Brandon Ayuk is their number one. Do you know what the Dallas Cowboys do against other receivers? Thirty-first DVOA. It's a great matchup. It's a fabulous matchup, and it's Debo. And sure, he's chalkier, but he's still not that chalky. Like this is a team that has an alpha, and then they have some, some like, betas floating around. All, all sub fifteen percent. I, w- I would guess that Kittle, Debo, and Purdy all come in under fifteen percent. And Ayuk's gonna catch like five percent, probably. Actually, let me do the math real quick. Yeah, if we think McCaffrey's getting sixty percent, then I- then I would Debo's say like Debo's
0: gonna be like twenty five.
1: If no, no, no. Then I'm saying it, Yeah. They're going to be about 12 each. Cause there's only so much percent, you know, it's, yeah, it, no, it's, it can only add up to a hundred
0: and your point about <laughs> you, you want your tight end obviously in the super bowl, or you can get a little
1: cute, but um, I I don't know if that matters. I was just purely saying that there's not many, like this is a game where you don't have to get cute. It's not DFS. And there it's, it's like, think about what the tight ends are. Like yeah. you probably aren't optimal. If you're not taking one of the top tight ends, like, like Andrew was saying earlier, like Dawson Knox, it's like He's the fourth highest projected tight end, and that feels very cute. Uh, where are we two. at? Flex two,
0: for me, Jamar Chase. Again, I, I liked. We saw what alpha receivers could do against this Bills secondary. I mean, Jalen Waddle was wide open. Uh, Maybe you go T Higgins, but I think either T Higgins or Jamar Chase. I considered maybe putting Hayden Hurst in there, but I, I just couldn't do it, man. Jamar chase. I was thinking if the Eagles get to the super bowl, what bangle, you know, like w- points wise, what's the best matchup. And it's like Jamar chase hands down. I know, I know Hayden Hurst is getting involved more in the offense and it, it there's a world where you talk yourself into him, but um, yeah, no, I'm going, I'm going Jamar chase here. Andrew, what are you doing?
2: Cosign jamar chase you know i talked myself into the narrative of the offensive line is definitely an issue that causes quarterback to have to throw the ball a little quicker i think jamar chase is a little better at keeping it you know the the a dot down a little bit over t higgins didn't really want to play tyler boyd you know that's getting too cute hayden Hurst not even in consideration joe mixon was the other one due to the fact of again i think that Mm -hmm. they are going to have to throw quick passes he could catch Five, six, seven balls, you know, out of the backfield as well. So that was the other guy I was considering. But Jamar Chase, I mean, we just saw it last game. I mean, he just went to Jamar Chase all the time. When he's in trouble or needs somebody he can trust, it's Jamar Chase. So, I mean, he's honestly just the best play, you know, for the Bengals.
0: And I know, I know the Bengals have been known for not, um, have just been known for not, you know, for going five wide, for not leaving any tight ends into block. But I think at some point, if they are missing three of their starters, yeah,
1: it's going to be a little different.
0: It, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see them tighten the splits a little bit and have the tight well, ends stay in for block more than normal.
1: You also got, I mean, that's part of the reason Jamar Chase is running five and seven yard stick routes. You know, like yeah. It's a lot of quick stuff. Uh, like Andrew was describing a lot, a lot of hitches. So, right, so for
0: me, that's kind of sweet. Cause you can rack up a ton of PPR points. I've given out everything except my tight end. Right. Where, where are you having? I have a flex. Okay.
1: I saved. So I, if you, if you're paying attention at home, I have not given out anyone from either number one seat. Mm. First up I will. I'm not playing Kelsey. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. Give me juju you win these, you win these, you win these contests with, with fabulous receiving performances (laughs) from guys uh, who are going to be low owned and will probably have opportunity to get there. So a chief's receiver fits that beautifully. And you know, in a dirty playoff type game where teams are going to be looking to take Kelsey away, I absolutely could see a world where Juju has one of those games. So you know wa- wanted to get a little different here didn't really want to play kelsey although i i have a ton of kelsey and and i thought you know mckinnon strangely i liked him as a play more uh a week ago even though nothing's changed <laughs> with the chiefs more just what's happened around the league like you don't have some of the uncertainty so i didn't really want to get weird that way so i got weird with juju i mean again you're not catching We that. like juju right no, I, no such I, thing uh, as juju.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big, fi- I'm a big believer in juju as a concept. Maybe, maybe on the edge of being too cute. But to your point, your number one seed, the second receiver essentially, yeah. You, all you really need is Travis Kelsey to fail and McKinnon to not get those receiving touchdowns, and he, he you know, that formula and them to keep winning games. That formula is not insane.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, maybe so s- we saw this over the weekend. We, it I guess it's so I, hard to like to visualize. How does
0: how, it. does how does Juju beat Mahomes? Is is what I would be slightly concerned about.
1: But I yeah, this isn't a well sure, but that only applies to the lineups where you're playing Mahomes. Like I I get yeah. that, but I think you have to separate the quarterback and everyone else. So I would I would ask you is can Juju beat Kelsey? And in t- tight end premium scoring, probably difficult. But if if they play one game. Against the Jags, and they get upset. Like a world where Juju outscores Travis Kelsey actually makes a lot of sense, because they probably lost because Kelsey wasn't the guy. And, and you know, to your point, I, Juju and McKinnon are both fun ways to play that. I think, but uh, I went Juju in this lineup. Andrew,
0: what about you? What's your uh, what's your last flex?
1: <clears throat> so uh, again, you know, Kramer hit
2: on it. Anything outside of uh, you know the top tight ends. It is getting a little cute, but you know what? I'm going to lean into Jalen Hurts is not hundred percent. I don't think he's going to be throwing the ball downfield to Devontae Smith or, you know, bombing it as far as he can. I think he's going to keep it close to the vest a little bit. And and that led me to Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas mm. Goddard can be a, a huge factor for them in the playoffs here. You know, I, I believe that, you know, he, he's fully healthy again, you know, after missing a little bit of time and i i don't think they want to run hurts as much as as they were throughout the year because again you know you don't want to get him hurt in the first game and have to trot out gardner minchu if you don't really have to so i think that he's going to stick to shorter throws to aj brown and dallas goddard um you know i i, I did toy up playing Miles Sanders but I just I just I couldn't really talk myself into any way that he outscores, you know, the prime three or four guys on this team. So, I went with Goddard to be a little contrarian for the Eagles and and overall in this contest. Um but I do think he'll, he'll see a decent
1: amount of opportunities. I also have Dallas Goddard. Interesting. So you
0: you played just to clarify, you played him in your flex spot, right? No, no, he's Correct. already yep. given Oh, you did. Yeah.
2: Yep. And
0: and Goddard has never had a uh, receiving touchdown against the giants. Has had a pretty decent career in the eight games he's played against. I mean, obviously the giants struggle a ton against the tight end. I guess if you're talking about miles Sanders, I think it starts off obviously with a huge game against the Giants and he rolls that momentum. Again, he had his career high rushing against the Giants uh when they played uh earlier in December, 17 for 144 and two touchdowns. So if you start off with a game like that, uh and maybe carry that to those next couple of games, I guess that's the formula. Um, but yeah, and, and especially if you factor in the one and a half point PPR, Goddard is probably more alive than than, than
1: well, he's the number, average
0: person would give you credit.
1: Uh he's at a clear number three, and I was shocked to see the ETR projections have him not that far behind AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, mm. who are wide receiver three and four. Yeah, I mean honestly, like if I if I I'm sorry, wide receiver two and three.
0: Yeah, if uh if I wasn't playing Hertz, I think Goddard you know, in this particular format, in this particular divisional round thing, Goddard might be the play.
2: Honestly,
1: yeah. I mean, in fact, they project Goddard to have more points than George Kittle. So, all right. I mean, for me, it's a it's a clear parlay with Dan Jones. We saw what Hawkinson just did. How you can you can score like a, a metric fuck ton against this Giants team and still lose from the tight end position. <laughs> you can also you can
0: also score a ton of points and win. Evan Ingram is mine. Oh.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. On uh, Giants Eagles week for you to p- pick that piece of trash. Oh, he's a piece an all, of trash. Evan Ingram's an all-time great Eagle. Why do you think I didn't throw him in this lineup? I'm not <laughs> saying his name this week.
0: He's clearly a part of their offense. When the offense was working well, they were getting Evan Ingram involved. And again, I think you could talk me into a lot of the uh I, I don't know, man. This this Chiefs passing defense in general is is pretty sus, as the mm. kids like to say. I don't know what they I'll pull it up specifically what they are against the tight end, but man, I, I think they gotta be somewhat up there. Yeah, they're like top ten. Um, but they have allowed nine receiving touchdowns to the tight end. That's uh f- tied for fifth in the league. So I think there's gonna be some opportunities for Evan Ingram to get in the end zone. Give me Evan Ingram to close out my lineup here. What did you do, Andrew?
2: Go sign, Evan Ingram. I mean, yes. we just saw what he did, right? I mean, I think it's a, it's the best play on the team to get off of ETN. I do think ETN is probably the best play this weekend. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for ETN, but I mean, Evan Ingram has been heavily involved. And again, like I I don't expect him to be leading this game. So I do expect him to throw the ball. I think Christian Kirk could also have a pretty good week. Um, I think if you try to take Zay Jones and stuff, that's cute. I mean, it could work. I mean, he's had some, some boom weeks over the year, but I just don't want to trust it. Um so I'll I'll take Evan Ingram who seems like he found his hands in Jacksonville. He must have dropped them there on the way to New York and uh you know went back to grab him and they just kept him there.
1: Oh, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> uh, you you don't you don't all of a sudden learn how to catch a football. Kansas City is 28th in DVOA. Oh, I'm sorry. Against the running back to your to your uh, ETN point earlier. But yeah, I mean, I think it's how how are there not a ton of points in this game? the way that Trevor Lawrence is playing the last half of football that Trevor Lawrence played, Sean, is there a better quarterback in the national football league (laughs) over the last two quarters of play? Than Trevor Lawrence.
0: Oh man. Yeah. It was funny. The, the, them running the graphics of like the quarter, the first time starters having a great game. And then it was like Dan Jones yard stats, Brock party yard stats. And then it was just uh uh, Trevor Lawrence second half, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, you kind of leave it out. The part of the story there where he threw four, four touchdowns, four interceptions is still an insane salad. And again, I'm still wrapping my head around. Five first half turnovers, z- you, and you lose zero to five in the turnover battle and win the game. Yeah, we'll have
1: to touch base with uh, De- Justin Decker because it doesn't sound like they're firing. Uh, Brandon they don't Staley. have money
0: to fire Brandon Staley. It's brutal.
2: Do Do we get to lean into any sort of Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday uh, narrative here because they do play Saturday at four thirty? So.
1: Saturdays are for the is, Trevor Lawrence. He is a man of the Lord. Perhaps, mm. uh,
0: perhaps he's distracted on Sundays. Well, you never know, Ryan. You never know. He's uh, Chick Fil A is open. It no, does it was, feel
2: like a good a good day for him. Chick Fil A is not open in uh, Georgia. <laughs> and they, really? uh, the oh Sadie's yes, dome. yes, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Sundays.
1: <laughs> perhaps this is uh, Urban Meyer. His rookie head coach was a college coach. Perhaps he was confused on which day you're supposed to play hardest. No. <laughs> Too easy.
0: Too easy. All right. Hey,
1: uh, tomorrow, if you're
0: listening to this, or whenever you're listening to this, Wednesday a.m., 10 a.m., uh, West Coast, and then the late show, 4:30 30 Pacific, will be coming to you live from Las Vegas in the Blue Wire Studios. Those shows are always awesome. And again, we got a, a former eagle joining us no. for the late show. That should be awesome. Hashtag go birds. Uh, always appreciate Andrew hopping on the line. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at AROB23. And check out all the stuff he does over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the SGPN Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan. Excellent show today, Sean. Kramer, let
1: it ride.